Welcome back to On the Screens. This is Jose. This is Carlo. And we're back with episode two. It's taken a little longer than I wanted, but the Costco line is very big. So, so yeah, so we're back. Episode two of On the Screens. Hope you enjoyed the last one, uh, all the new services and everything else that we've been uh, trying to, to get implemented here. So from your feedback, it looks like everyone liked it because no one complained and also no one said anything positive. So, well, that's good. so we're, on the, we're, on, we're on the level there. Um, but yeah, so how are you? I'm all right. How about you? That's great. I'm, not, I'm doing awesome. God, that sounds so artificial world, right now. How are you? <laughs> That's great. great. It's wonderful. The World Series is almost uh, start. Well, it's almost ending. It's on the last half. NBA started. So it's a lot of sports Stupid happening. Nationals. And uh, you don't like the Nationals? No, I just they were up to zero. I'm like, all right, cool. Oh, yeah, no, they're yeah, winning. They, they're they, gonna win the whole thing. Yeah, Good they for totally. Them. And then they, they shit the they, bed. They fucked up. Yeah. That's what happens when you go back to D.C. where nothing gets done. Yep. Very That's true. a political joke brought to you by. Right part? I don't know. Right part? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this week we're just going to, you know. Shoot the shit? No, we have a format. Oh, yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> we stopped doing that. Was that was us back that in was, the day. That was our previous life. Yeah. But, yeah, no, so let's, um, a, lot, right a lot has happened because we've been slow. But our first episode was pretty much talking about how sad the Sony Marvel breakup hap was. And yeah. Then I think, like, the next two I think days, we're responsible for I, it. I think about two days later, for it uh, our sadness willed. Their their makeup and now they are back to being in bed buddies and uh, making yeah. tons of money. That's what money does. What money money does. cures all. Also, uh, Tom Holland pleading for you, for pleading pleading you for months. Yeah, I love you three thousand to won- a bunch of people. I wonder if um, they cry. Bob Iger was just like, I I don't want him to keep calling me anymore. I can imagine Tom Holland like doing that, just calling, just you. calling him and like he'll be at the supermarket. And like he's in the other aisle. Oh, hey, Bob, how's it going? I'm yeah. just here getting cereal. Just, Anyways, yeah, sure. about the movie and just just bugging yeah. him, which is fine because I think yeah. Tom Holland's kind of like a he's, like a he's dual a, dual national treasure. Like I I'm think sure he's he, also like the innocence of the Marvel universe. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You think he went to the supermarket and had a truck full of frozen nose to frozen nose? Yeah, to whatever they have, just Disney to stalking him in the supermarket. I wonder how much of it was him thinking. I I really don't want to be in the Sony Universe alone. <laughs> oh, he's probably saw like Amazing Spider-Man one and two, and he's replaying in his head. He's like, "Nope, nope, please no, do something." You. Yeah, but that's good. I'm excited. So, as far as I know, it's only for one more movie. Yeah, that's plus what I heard. One more appearance. So that I mean, there's no guarantee it goes beyond that, but hopefully, it's a success and they keep going. Yeah, because I like I like Tom Holland. I mean, who knows? Maybe Tom Holland will be like, "Hey, I'll peace out. I'm done with being Spider-Man," and that'll. Force him to change. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool too. It could happen. I just want a conclusion to the trilogy. Now it's it's impossible it's to thank God to not uh, finish that great great cliffhanger. Yeah, seriously. After but yeah, home. But yeah, um, a bunch of other stuff happened. Just sticking with Marvel, uh, Kevin Feige was pretty much made overlord of Marvel. That's insane. <laughs> he has me. creative control over comics, TV, uh, animation, uh, films. Fucking, I don't know, um, children's books. That's, you know, trading cards. That's insane to me. Like, I don't, I mean, I understand the move because he's really successful at what he does, but like, I don't know. Is someone getting like pushed? I'm sure people are getting pushed out in the process or just, or they just just created a title of like Marvel Overlord for him and everyone else is staying put. The people who run the comics are basically just going to report to him now. Okay. But he's going to have final say and probably first suggestion. So it's going to be, Interesting to see if he pushes Marvel in his view, or if he's actually going to diverse diversify the stories throughout the different mediums. Because comics tend to kind of run parallel to the movies, but not 
you know mingle with them i don't yeah. know if, i don't know if he's going to try to do the, the opposite and just make it one big story where you better buy the comic book to know the movie to know the tv show which is going to be an issue but i'm hoping he doesn't hoping he, i think he knows the business well enough to know that he can't just force everyone to follow every medium so i'm yeah. hoping hoping he knows what he's doing but also it's also it will give him control to introduce the stories that he might not have gotten greenlit before so yeah very true so yeah so we'll, we'll see where everything's shifting and if you read comics you you've already seen a lot of not retconning but a lot of um basically getting your ducks in a row as to where the stories are oh, okay so i wouldn't be surprised if x-men fantastic four you'll see like a streamlined story coming out soon that is going to just make it easier for the films to to relaunch on marvel that makes sense yeah i'm, I'm hoping it yeah I don't know if that means he also has control over Disney narrative, but if he does, or Disneyland narrative, but if he does, that's huge because there's a bunch of Disney attractions coming out soon that are Marvel related. So, I say Marvel, Marlboro, the cigarette related, Miss Marvel. So yeah, so that's that's Kevin Feige. Are they okay when it comes to the whole? Because I've been Disneyland like years, but are they gonna? Are they making like a Marvel like section, or yeah. is that already? They took, out a bug, they took out a Bug's Life, which was, which was I'm sorry to all the Disney nerds, which is trash, because uh-huh. no, one, no one likes a Bug's Life. Um, and they're making it the Marvel section. So it's going to have okay. a Spider-Man ride, I believe. I, they're, they're calling it Avengers Campus. So okay. it'll, it'll be very Marvel MCU heavy. And I believe other parks across the world are also going to have their own Marvel sections. Okay, that makes so, a lot of sense. So you're going to, yeah, you're going to have a lot of, I think... Anaheim's going to get the, the Spider-Man ride. They're going to get the Ant-Man microbrewery, which is adorable. And also a bunch of drunk Marvel nerds. Good luck. That's so good Lord. Um, so it's going to be interesting that he has control over that now, if he does, which I'm assuming he'll have some, some control over that. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a big step for Disney to just have one dude run everything. Which makes you think if they ever want to do that with Star Wars, they could just have one dude run the Star Wars universe, which is Kathleen Kennedy or something. Um, well, technically, I guess she's the one running it, but yeah. you know, give That's it to Ryan just... Johnson, piss off all the nerds. Oh my god, um, I'll never not give it to J.J. Abrams. R.J. People will be like, eh, and some people, people will be, be like, eh, eh, and then yeah. Well, that's another story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anything you want to add on that Marvel Kevin Feige front? Um, well, speaking of Star Wars, like uh, I believe he's going to produce a Star Wars movie as well. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's, take, the, he's taking over a Star Wars yeah, story. That was yeah. in the headlines, too. And I'm like, okay, well, damn. They already have like the next like, crop just set up because Ryan Johnson's, it's still confirmed like that he's working on a Star Wars film in the future. <laughs> have they said if that's the movie he's producing? I'm not sure. Okay. I don't think they made it clear. And then uh, Benioff. Oh, they have their is, own Star Wars thing. They have their own yeah. Star Wars thing. So I'm wondering, like, what is he going to be, like, involved in both of them? One of them? Is this something completely different than those two? Who knows? I don't know what it is. Maybe. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. When I heard that, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that's that's crazy, too. That's that's big. Yeah. Because I forgot about the Benioff. Um, I call it Game of Thrones Star Wars. Yeah. Is that a series or is that a movie? Is that a I believe it's going to be a movie. Okay. I and then so. Ryan Johnson's getting a trilogy. Yeah. And then Kevin Feige is getting control over something. Yeah. So, so yeah. Ooh, that is that's a lot of work for the man who wears hats. Yeah. I don't. I I'm jealous of him though. I was going to say it's you a lot what? of work, but like I could. It's a lot of only work. Only imagine a lot. Of, but a nice he, little payday. Yeah. For him. Yeah, but he's a man who knows all the secrets. I don't know if I could live with that. 
knowing true. everything that's happening and very true practicing not, not discretion spoiling, not spoiling practicing everything. discretion is like so hard when I'm you like sure, know stuff i'm sure when he cries into his paws of money he feels better. oh yeah 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 you know he goes and just like it's like ducktails when you open the door and they yeah yeah which is a just a pool of like just coins and coins and, and dollars yeah disney pins yeah it's just in there wow uh yeah i forgot he took over star wars well that star wars production yeah of course but yeah, Kevin Feige. I mean, soon, he, you know, we'll just call him President Feige, and he'll be our president. Imagine. Tell us what to do. Yeah. Uh, but since I haven't. Are, yeah, I, okay, I feel like a bad comic book movie fan, but I haven't seen Joker yet. Only because oh, only because I'm very busy, you know. Yeah. And listen, I'll wait for the memes to die down before I go watch it. And uh, but so far, it's the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time, I think. Yeah, uh, be that's Deadpool, very true. which is like saying you like shoved a kid from behind. Like, it, I mean, sure, Deadpool's fun. It's not a masterpiece. It was fun. Yeah. Um, but Joker being the highest grossing R-rated movie, in my opinion, I haven't seen Joker, so regardless of being good or bad, I don't think that's really much of a distinction because it just means that a bunch of adults want to go see it mm-hmm. or kids snuck in with adults or I don't know. It's just to me, it's just like saying you know you're the fastest honda civic in a honda civic race <laughs> it's oh my like, god <laughs> it's so like your like line would be like you know how they have like journalists their lines like when they watch a movie it's like oh captivating there's like it's like a honda civic of honda civics yeah it's a bunch of honda civics race and then the fastest honda civic won. it's like it's still you know oh god i think they would take away your my credentials yeah they okay. were just like sir stop comparing our movies to cars you know and, and we all know grossing does not mean quality so I, oh I, no yeah i don't know why that's still um, used as a, as a standard for something i i mean i thought joker would be big but like can i think it's can it be close to hitting like a billion worldwide wow i mean that's a lot i think of it's money. around like over like 750 mil around there yeah. a little bit more probably now but I I mean I I thought it was gonna be a good hit like maybe like five hundred, four thirty like around there. But the way it's headed to, it's like wow, like that's that's um. That's I mean, insane. and if it earned it, that's great. I mean, again, I haven't seen it. I hear, I hear good things. I hear okay things. I hear things. But uh, I don't know. Calling something the highest grossing movie doesn't make me want to go see it anymore or any less. It's just like cool, man. It's like. I don't know. It's just to me, it's not a big, big deal. I mean, Deadpool did it. It was funny, but it has the it has a larger appeal than the rating. So I'm not surprised that people want to go watch it. People didn't watch because it, it was R rating because it was a Joker movie. Yeah, you know that's why. Uh, other movies should have should have had the highest grossing R rated you know openings of all time, but they're not popular. Yeah, but they're better movies. So that's just that's my opinion on that. You know, I'm, well, again, I'm sure Joker. Cries into his positive money every day and feels yeah. better about it. I do want to hear your thoughts on it when you see it, though. I do. I want to watch it. Very, I want to watch it very soon. I want. I want to take a look at it and see. It's interesting. See, it's a very interesting movie. Um, I'm sure you've seen all the Instagram posts. Of everyone, you know, flocking to the stairs. Oh yeah, I feel bad. Yeah, for people that live there. Yeah, I saw a video where someone, some guy, was throwing eggs at people while they were Who on were the there? stairs. Yeah, I mean, I guess he lived like the, around the area. It's like the Bronx, right? Yeah, yeah he I lived around the area. Well, people were joking about it on Twitter too. They're like, "Oh yeah, come over here and you know, bring cash and an iPad, <laughs> you know." Because I guess that's those stairs are like a, is a notorious place for people getting mugged. I've heard it was a dangerous place. Yeah, in the past and so now it's just like a tourist attraction now. Cool, man. Yeah, go to the Bronx. That so, sounds super, super but, safe. I mean, it's 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 funny 
like people are complaining about it, but at the same time, that whole narrative before the movie came out that was being pushed a lot was like, oh my god, well, what if Joker inspires a bunch of people to like, you know, a bunch of incels to do yeah. violent shit? And it's just like, nope, they just inspired a bunch of people to go, flock to some go, or set take of Instagram stairs. photos. Yeah, you know, it's just like the thing with. With the Chernobyl, the Instagram Instagram influencers, when they watched the miniseries, oh, and they went to they Chernobyl, started, they started flocking to Chernobyl, That's and it's just like, guys, so um, you can die if you're in a certain yeah. spot, like yeah. you could get really messed up. But yeah. uh, it's the same thing, which is, I mean, that's stupid. That's stupider than the Bronx Stairs one because yeah, you could get mugged, but you know, it's not Chernobyl where it's just like you could be exposed to some. You know, yeah, yeah, toxic shit. That's very, but, you know. I that's one thing that I was just like happy to see. It's funny because it's just the lamest thing ever, just to make a set of stairs a tourist attraction. But at the same time, here seeing all those articles before Joker came out about, oh, what if this Joker? What if this movie inspires this? What if this movie inspires that? Like that was annoying to me. And so the fact mm-hmm. that it didn't, and it's just just the exact opposite. It's creating some cheesy moment for tourists. I'm yeah. fine with that. It's funny. Yeah. I think that they were, I don't know. Uh, are there people who can be inspired by shit like that? Of course. Yeah. I don't think a movie is what fucking flips the switch on you. Yeah. But I think the only reason people were saying that is because when the dark Knight rises came out, that dude from Aurora, the yeah. shooter, any, cause it, I guess he had like greenish hair, like the Joker, yeah, I guess so. but it's just like, I don't know. It's just people going insane right now. Yeah. Um, I'll watch it still. I like Joaquin Phoenix. And yeah. I'll give it a shot, but no, yeah. yeah. It's the, it turned out to be more of a movie for the Instagram generation yeah. <laughs> than, uh, rebels. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Joker, it's uh, up there. It's the avatar of R-rated movies. Think about it that oh way. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what do yeah. you think about uh, Coppola and Scorsese? Oh, these dudes. Oh, yeah, since we're on topic of comic book movies, uh, Scorsese and Coppola coming out with statements. During interviews, right? They were just saying. Yeah. Scorsese uh, said these movies are not cinema. Uh, they're, and Coppola said they're Despicable. Despicable. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think Scorsese walked it back late earlier this week and he said something about how. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, Coppola probably doubled down. He said, no, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. They're terrible. <laughs> no, Coppola's like, fuck them. No, buy fuck my wine. Marty said that? Oh, no, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck him. But um, yeah, I just, I mean, I've had discussions with people at work about it and it's just. Um, with James Gunn, his reply was basically perfect to it. His reply oh, yeah. was. You know, people look down on westerns and gangster movies, the movies that these guys made. Yeah. People look down on them. People criticize them. So, you know, he you could tell, like, in James Gunn comments that he was like, I disagree with these guys, and I'm kind of sad that they said these things. Yeah. And But there is some art to certain comic book movies. So he's trying to, like, he was just trying to, he wasn't being harsh, because, like, people on Twitter are just like, oh, Scorsese, fuck him, this is not, and that's ridiculous. Like, he's a great, yeah. and he's entitled to his opinion. So I think James Gunn had the most, like, level-headed reply mm-hmm. and he basically said like his the movies back then like westerns and gangster films they were dismissed and they were looked down upon and now you know it's happening to comic book movies but he says you know there's certain good there's certain moments in comic book movies that you know resonate with people that have an effect on people so he kind of just said you know these are great char- these are great filmmakers they're entitled to their opinions but i disagree and i'm kind of sad that they said those things he kind of just wrapped it up in that way. Yeah. I, a lot of these dudes who are doing the Marvel films are inspired by Coppola and Scorsese. Yeah. So it's, it was, to me, it was old man yelling at clouds that yeah. they just didn't understand that, it. Or yeah, get off my lawn type thing. Get off thing. my lawn. You know, yeah. Um, it's, 
Coppola sounds more bitter than Scorsese because yeah. Cop- uh, Scorsese said how he he didn't think it was bad, just thought there were more theme parks, there were more general entertainment than uh, than cinema. Mm-hmm. And Coppola was just like, "Fuck you, no, it's shit." Yeah. Uh, so it's to me, it's just old man yelling at clouds. Like they don't they don't get it, and that's cool. They don't get it, but the dudes that are making these are basically inspired by them. Yeah. So saying these are not good movies is saying these dudes making them aren't good directors and that's yeah. not true. Like, you got Ryan Coogler, you got... That's probably how, you got that's probably how Gunn Le- felt when yeah, he oh, heard I'm those sure. things I'm and sure. that's why. And then, yeah, someone... I forgot, I think... Was it... I think it was Iger and he said something about, like, oh, like, how can you say something like that? Like, what about Coogler? And he brought up Black Panther yeah. and how important it was, Yeah, you know, and he brought up Coogler. I think it was Iger that said something like that, like, as a reply. But like I mean, he's absolutely correct. I just and I think it was it was I think it was a meme, but still, it, I, it was somewhat relevant that someone said someone pointed out that you know Marvel, even though they're all comic books, they're a little bit varied. And then Scorsese's biggest films are all crime films. They're, yeah, all, they're yeah, all mobster yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, I get it, but they're all, they're great films regardless. But um, they're just directors who just maybe I don't know. These are people who can have an easier time making easier rider than making this, you know, far from home or homecoming. Yeah. And the people who are making far from home or homecoming probably can't make an easy rider nowadays. So it's, you know, it's, it's give and take, but I think they were wrong in what their assumption of movies were of, of comic movies, but they're, I mean, you know, they're entitled to their opinion and they're great and they're cool. But I mean, was I bummed out when Kurt Schilling was a massive racist? Yeah, I was bummed out when Kurt Schilling was a massive racist. Yeah. And I was like, he was a good pitcher, but he kind of does suck. So, yeah. you know, your heroes will at some point disappoint you. Yeah, that's very true. Also, Kurt Schilling is not my hero. Oh my God. Kurt Schilling. I was more of a big unit guy. Um, Aubrey Huff is like that too. He's a big time asshole. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, he he's a big time asshole. I think he was, I think he was a jerk Yeah, he's like, oh, like on that Schilling level. Oh, okay. God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man, sports dudes. That's another topic out there. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah. Um, Enough about that. <laughs> but, I mean, Coppola, Coppola has made some great films. I feel like Coppola... Um, nah, I, I don't, I'm not a on my Scorsese history, but Coppola, Lucas, these dudes came out of film schools and stuff. A lot of these new directors sometimes didn't come to, go to film schools. They yeah. just, you know, did it on their own or did it through genre movies. Like James Gunn did, like, horror you know, stuff like that, and he gets a movie like this, and he blows everyone away. Yeah, I remember when they announced James Gunn, people were like, he did like uh, Slither, Slither, and people were like, and I think the other one with um, uh, the superhero one, Super, I think it was called, with a... Uh, it might have been that one. Yeah, and, and people were like, I don't know about this dude, and then he comes out with Guardians and just fucking blows it out of the water and just right. surprised mm-hmm. everyone. And now he has Suicide Squad, or The Suicide Squad. That's going to be crazy. Uh, so it's like, you know... Guardians is still my favorite. Like MC if someone film. said, "Oh yeah, uh, Scorsese is doing Green Lantern," I'd be like, "Wait, hold on a second, yeah. dude. Do we want him doing Green Lantern? Because exactly. I don't know. I don't trust him with that." But the dudes that are doing comic movies—that's uh, and we talked about this earlier. It's uh, is this trash or is this art? It's like it's a big budget, you know, special effects film. But I, I was just watching a clip of Winter Soldier last night, and fucking thing is amazing. Winter Soldier, so Winter Soldier is so good, and. I always, oh man, like Winter Soldier is one of those movies where like, before it was like in my top five, uh-huh. and it kind of fell back because of certain movies that have come out, 
But at the same time, like, I'm, I'm always going back between, do I like Winter Soldier more? Or do I like Civil War more? Because the thing that made me like Civil War just a little bit more than Winter Soldier is the whole Berlin airport scene. Okay. How, like, how beautifully that's choreographed yeah. and how everyone's fighting. That kind of took me a little bit over Winter Soldier. But then I saw Winter Soldier, like, two weeks ago, I think on TNT. Yeah, it's right. And I, I was just too. like, oh, my God, this, I forgot how good this movie is. It's good. Like, it's so good. It's edge of your seat good. It's yeah. really good. And so I was just thinking about that. I'm like, damn, like, one day I'm going to be bored or drunk or something and I just need to like write down like a list of like yeah. my complete ranking of like 50 yeah. comic movies. Do it when have, you're bored because if you're drunk it's going to be hard to read Yeah, because I have like a top five and then after that it's pretty much like insane. Like it's just it's yeah. just it's all a, over the place. It's the NBA Eastern Conference. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just exactly. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, so no, th- these dudes are they're you know, I mean they're cinematic heroes Coppola, Scorsese um, but um, my opinion, they're wrong. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, but but hey, you know, they're 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 great. They're you can't take away their act. It's like it's like Kanye West. Like you'll always have like um college dropout. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you'll always have college dropout. Yeah. So but yeah. He was humble. Yeah, now now Jesus King. Uh yeah. So that that's all I got for news. Oh oh yeah. Um well really sticking to comic books today. Uh the cast of Batman was fully announced. Which uh, I'm I'm stoked. It's Jeffrey Wright, it's Commissioner Gordon. Jeffrey Wright's Commissioner cool. Gordon. Zoe Kravitz Zoe is Catwoman. Catwoman. Paul Dano is Riddler. Now that's after Jonah Hill dropped out. And yeah, from I think I read an article that said that they wanted to offer him Penguin, and he wanted Riddler. He wanted Riddler, and then it was just like, mm. is it because he doesn't want to be a fat dude again? Is that why? Yeah, it might be that. Okay. But Paul Dano's like perfect. Paul Dano me. is the dude. Like I, I'm that's telling you, that's perfect for the Riddler. To me, Paul Dano is underrated. Like yeah. Paul Dano's uh, not known mainstream well enough to re- re- get the respect he deserves. Yeah, I love Paul Dano. I love him. When there will be blood. One of my favorite. He's performances. so good. Uh, I, what's funny is that like I love Paul Dano, Dano, but he's like one of the he's in one of the A twenty four films that I don't like as much as other people do, which is Swiss Army Man. Okay. Like people love Swiss Army Man, and I didn't. I wasn't a big fan when I watched it. Okay. But then yeah, there will be blood. He's a little Miss Sunshine. He was in The Girl Next Door years ago, which is pretty wow. funny. It's, it's pretty funny to see where how he started off as some like horny rom-com teen comedy yeah. thing to where he's at now, where he's going to be the Riddler in a major movie. And I think this is, to me, this is this could be his Heath Ledger moment, where be, before people were like, Heath Ledger, he's not going to be a good joker, and then wows everyone. Yeah. Uh, Paul Dano, is, as much as I like him, I, a lot of people just don't know who he is, or... Don't think he can be a good Riddler, but he's a—he's uh, the perfect dude to be the Riddler. Yeah, like I, very I, true. Because he, he can be so menacing, and he's not imposing. He's not big. He's not strong, but he can look—he can be menacing. Just fucking looking at this crazy ass face. Uh, and then Robert Pattinson is going to be Batman, which is oh, so good. Pattinson, like Pattinson. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm 100 oh, yeah. percent for yeah. this. I'm, I'm, I, when I was, I need to watch more of his indie stuff because I—I mean, I want to see. I've seen parts of High Life. I've seen all of Good Time. Um, I just saw The Lighthouse. These all sound like craft beers. No, right? Lighthouse <laughs> IPA, High Life. High Life. Uh, uh, then the Good, good, time. good Times. Like, but yeah, I just I want to see more of his like his his indie stuff too because he's just he's so good, man. He's so so good. So I'm so excited. It's my boy, that, that Cedric Diggory. Cedric from Diggory. Hufflepuff to Batman. That, that's that, crazy. That's, that's a glow up there. It's very true. But yeah, so I'm excited for that. I don't know what the release date of the Batman is. June 2021, I believe. Ooh, we got a long way to go there. On yeah. That one. That's uh. So, I'm sure we'll see leaks when it starts shooting. And yeah. 
I'm excited. I'm really excited for the Batman. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm really hoping to just do standalone. Let's not get involved in anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no universe. We don't need an MCU. We don't, we don't need a DCU. We don't need that. We no. just just need dudes. Just do do, do one offs here and yeah, there. Do one offs. Make it into like a comic book. Just everyone has their own stories. Fuck it. Exactly. But yeah, anything else you want to add on the new segment there? Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. It's very comic book heavy, but hey, you know that's the news right now. And that's the news. That's the news. All right. So. um this week we're gonna bring you a little. Uh, our little thing here is uh, we heard of a face-off reboot. Do you yeah. know more about that than I do? Um, no. Well, no. Uh, they they're talk. I think they were just throwing around the idea of just wanting to do a fa- uh, a face-off reboot, and then I mean that's pretty much all I heard. Of. There's no casting or no director attached to it. It's just like okay. an idea that they threw out there. I, you know, I was thinking about face-off, and it's I'm I don't know the exact date. I want to say it's like ninety-five. 96 maybe uh, it might be 97 mid to to late 80s but you're on on right Um, track when you look at it now the thing sounds goofy as fuck and i mean you watch a trailer it looks fucking stupid and crazy oh yeah but that was a huge movie like i remember everybody watched face off when it came out i remember i saw face i saw a clip from face off literally like a month and a half before that news popped up which news? The, about the face-off reboot. Okay. I saw it. Um, yeah, just a clip of it. And it was the scene where I think it was Nicolas Cage getting off the airplane. And it's just like, it's so dramatic because he gets off the airplane. He's on the runway. And like he flips his jacket. Like he has a long yeah. trench coat. And it like it goes slow motion. You see it like fluttering. Oh, it's so, it's so much slow-mo. he gets slow like mo. these solid gold guns that look straight out of GoldenEye. And with it's dragons so, on them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so it was so cheesy. Like, But it's like... it's. It fits in with the time, like all those cheesy 90 action films, like it, it fit in perfectly with the time. Yeah, no, uh, Face Off was a movie, 1997, a movie of its time. Um, and it was just, it was that weird time where everything had to be like, I don't even know what to call it. It was like, no one looked good, but everyone pretended they looked really good. Yeah. And like, it was super cool. I think he was like, even like, kind of like Asian influenced in the yeah. movie. And I was just like, dude, this... You look like an idiot now, but I mean, back then you were, you were fucking slick with like dragons and like Oriental like detailing on your like uh, clothing and stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, man, that's that's not cool anymore. I mean, no one really does that. But um, also directed by John Woo. John Woo, one of the, you know, John Woo that's was crazy. Uh, I love John Woo, uh, but everybody watched Face Off. Now it's crazy as fuck, and everyone's like, this is insane. But I guess that would make it kind of like the Fast and Furious of its time. And it made me think, we don't have big blockbuster action movies like we used to Mm -hmm. besides Fast and Furious. I feel like back then you would have a bunch of different action films that were not franchises. You had Face Off. You had Air Force One. You had... Con Air and stuff like that. Con Air. Armageddon. And they were like huge movies that were like just one-offs. Yeah. And now everything has to be a franchise and it's kind of a bummer. But uh, I think the only thing that comes close to it is probably Fast and Furious and maybe Marvel films. But but yeah. as far as like that adult type of action movie, yeah. we don't have that anymore. That's we don't, we don't We don't have that that Gone in 60 Seconds action movie anymore. Oh, man. I, remember that. Uh, I mean, I mean I, again, these, again, I'm not saying they're quality films, but they are, they were fun for their time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there, is there any casting for the reboot? Nothing yet. Nothing, Nothing yet. that I heard of. Yeah. Okay, so so uh, it's an idea, I guess. L- l- let's let's do a little experiment and pitch 
who we would want as a face-off if it was both uh, a male cast one or a, a, a female, female cast, a uh, female uh, reboot of a face-off, which, I mean, I'm down with that. I mean, you saw Ocean's... Eight. eight. I forgot the number. Ocean's Eight was enjoyable. I really liked it. Yeah, I'm it hoping enjoyable. they do Ocean's Nine. I don't know. But yeah, how about how about you tell me your your uh, your your male male casting? I would okay. I don't remember the I don't remember Face Off that well, but wasn't Jack? I think John Travolta's character was a little bit more of the batshit crazy. Than Nicolas Cage. I don't know. I thought I thought Nick Cage was the crazy one. I'm trying to remember. And Travolta, there, was, there was one. Travolta was a little bit was, off too. Was though. Was the bad guy, and he was just batshit crazy. Are you sure it wasn't Travolta acting as Nick Cage? See, that's what I'm trying to remember, <laughs> and it sucks because I'm like, I thought about should I watch Face Off again? I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but okay, so there's two people, and I'm thinking, and I was like, all right, this will work out. It would be Oscar Isaac. Oh yeah. Okay. And Benicio. Oh wow! One, those. That's one of them. And then my other one is Michael B. Jordan. Okay. And Daniel Kaluuya. He's in Get Out. The guy from Get yeah, Out. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I think those two would work work out too. Okay. Those are the two male ones, and I'm like, okay, I think those could work out. Okay. Now it's gonna be easy to spot which one's which because uh, Michael B. Jordan is fucking jacked, and Daniel, I don't think he is. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. But like, the more Oscar Isaac Benicio del Toro one is like the one I would be like, okay, cool. That's a good one. That's a good it's one. Like, like I would love for Benicio to like have the mindset like how he did in Sicario. I okay. was just a little off, a okay. little crazy, and I would, I love, I would love for him to translate that to like face off, and then Oscar Isaac bring the the attitude he had in like ex machina okay to to that, that role that, okay yeah yeah no so, i mean oh my god oscar isaac is so I, I love him in star wars but i i think he's underused yeah like like ex machina that dude well that's what's so good that's what annoyed me with like the whole adams family animated movie uh-huh. and it's just like people online and i was like i completely agreed with it when i when i saw it is that people online were just like just make an adam's family movie and make him make him gomez yeah make him gomez yeah not not just voice the whole thing yeah whole thing. Uh, like how great would that be like i mean it would be, be great it'd be awesome who did uh morticia crap i'm not well, even sure yeah but just, yeah i mean that i was under the assumption it was live action until i saw the trailer and i was like oh it's it's animated yeah oh okay but no that's that's a good one that's a good one um yeah, Oscar Isaac and uh, Benicio. Yeah, and that's then, a that's an intimidating cast. Yeah. Fuck, female. Well, let me let me do my male. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Um, so male. So I I cheated. I didn't pick a living actor. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a really hard face off to. <laughs> really to they're right? gonna pull that one. But this would be my dream face off if they could reboot Face Off and 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 he was still alive. Uh, these are probably my two favorite actors, and I think they're both intense in different ways. And if they swapped, I would love for, to see each one of them live in the other one's like intensities to see how close or how far they got from it. And I would love Gary Oldman to be one of the guys. Gary Oldman's dead. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> no, kidding. Not, not, no, Sirius Black is alive. No, Sirius Black is dead. Okay. Gary Oldman's alive. Um, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, okay. Like, if you took those two dudes and yeah. you swapped faces, they're both intense in different ways, and then you and then you watched them act as the other guy. Oh, my God. I mean, God. I would, oh, God, I would, I would literally just weep at, at the thought of being able to see that. Of that course, unfortunately, insane. Philip Seymour Hoffman is no longer with us. He died. Uh, it's a bummer. Uh, but, 
if they could have done Face Off, that would have been my dream casting for Face Off. That Philip Seymour Hoffman, that would be cool. Gary Oldman, and just have them fucking go nuts. And I thought, it doesn't have to be an action movie. It just has to be them where they swap faces. Yeah. Um, so that, that would be my dream one. But, but let me go into my female cast, because okay. I think I'm more excited about my female cast than I am okay. about my male cast. I, so, I would feel... Uh, if you're gonna have one of them Shit. of mine, you probably won't. I'm okay. thinking you will. If you do, that's like okay, cool. But okay. I, have, I have two. But I want to see if you poach. Okay. If you got one of the well, ones, good, good thing like. I'm going early. So I've just, I mean, I saw her recently in a show, and I, I'd never seen her in this intense. And when I saw her, I was like, holy fuck, that's crazy and calculating. So I was like, I'm down with this. And the other one is is the opposite. I mean, well, no, she can be crazy, but but it's just. So here's my pitch: face off. Not an action movie. Make it a corporate drama, right? Okay. They swap faces or bodies. More, more of a Freaky Friday situation because you'll understand why in a second. But just they swap lives. One of them is older, more authoritarian. She knows what she wants and she knows how to get it. The other one is younger, kind of learning the ropes in this corporate world. Uh, maybe taking a getting advantage of. She knows what she wants, doesn't know how to get it. Uh, but she's like the hottest girl in the building. So okay. everyone like loves her. Same time, she doesn't know how to like be as strong as she can be. Yeah. All right. Through some weird fucking miracle of science, I don't know. Meryl Streep. Okay. Swaps with Margot Robbie. Holy shit! <laughs> That's kind of interesting. <laughs> so now you have. Oh man. So imagine someone who's like imagine Meryl in Devil Wears Prada. Okay. But all of a sudden she has. The youth of Margot Robbie. So now, not only does she know what she wants, she can get it because she's got, like, the vibe and the look. And now Margot Robbie can get what she wants because she has the authoritative power of being Meryl Streep, essentially. Okay, that makes sense. And now they're both living out... that Meryl's doing a redo. She can do whatever she wants. She's young again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one can do whatever she wants now because she doesn't know when she'll get it. Yeah. So that was my pitch for that one. Like, I would love these two women... At different levels of power, switch, and all of a sudden, they can live out essentially their fantasies and just see how they come together. So that was that was, I thought it'd be really interesting. Less face off because I'm sure you'll notice the age difference if you yeah, change yeah, swap yeah. faces, but you'll definitely change the mind. Maybe mind off. Change your mind. Mind off. Yeah, that's crazy though. Oh that, man, that's my pitch. Did I get one of your actresses? No, no, no. You didn't. You didn't. Okay. So the the two. The first one's like very, it's probably like any two people could probably pitch this one. Anyone, any, I'm sorry, any person could pitch this one. Oh my God, Jonah Hill and his sister. No. Who did you say? Jonah Hill and his sister. Jonah Hill and his sister. Oh my God. Um, It's two people that are very popular at the moment. I think one has a movie coming out. And so it'd probably be, it's kind of generic. It's Brie Larson and Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Okay. I could see Kristen Stewart being like a big ass weirdo like John Travolta was in, in Face Off. I think I think Shirley looks like a big yeah. ass weirdo. She already seems like a big ass weirdo. It's okay. I love her. She's great. I'm a fan of Kristen Stewart. Okay. I stand Kristen I know, Stewart. I know you already got your Charlie's Angels tickets. Hell yeah, man. Lockdown. Adventureland. Personal Shopper. Have you seen Personal Shopper? What? All right. We're going into some Kristen okay. Stewart tangent. Okay. No, Personal Shopper. Shopper. It's one of her like little indie films that I okay. did a lot. Okay. And the other one... Um, Little Garden, Guardians Love, Little Westworld Love is Zoe Saldana and Thandie Newton. Okay. So I love Thandie Newton. I need, I want her to be in more mainstream stuff. Like Westworld's mainstream. What am I talking about? But I'm saying more movies. Okay. Like I want her to be more 
into like the cinematic stuff. So I figured those two would be would work off great. So I didn't go that deep as like switching it from an action to a corporate drama because that's really interesting. But like those two, I probably want those two more than Brie Larson, Kristen Stewart. But Zoe Saldana and like Thandi Newton, I could totally see that happening. Now, I, now, why do you want that one? Hmm? Why do you want that one more? To be honest, I don't know. I just probably get Thandi because like I'm a, out of all of these actresses, I'm I'm I think Thandi Newton's still not like. I want her to be up there. Okay. I want her to like propel more because she is like one of the best things about Westworld, and I just feel like she needs that type of like movie. Just yeah, to well, she's probably the host that has the most humanity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then who doesn't love Zoe Saldana? She's great. Yeah, but yeah. out of all of them that I mentioned, like the Oscar Isaac one and Benicio is like the one that's in my head. That's like I would love to make it with them. Yeah, too. Oscar Isaac is somehow. Somehow underappreciated, even though he's huge. I still don't think people yeah, it's, it's tapped weird. into the full Oscar Isaac potential. It's really potential. weird how it's just like... Even in uh, Annihilation. He was... I loved him in Annihilation. He was, uh, I always forget about Annihilation. Then, then he did X-Men for some I always reason. forget about Annihilation. Like Tessa Thompson in it too. And Natalie Portman. It's just... That's Annihil- a movie. Somehow I wish Annihilation was three hours longer because there was so much there to explore. Yeah. They, they didn't go into too much, but there was so much there. I know there's multiple books. Who made books. Annihilation? What studios? Uh, Annihilation was made by, was it, I'll say Focus? I, I Probably. I don't know 100%. Par- Paramount. Paramount. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it could have been longer. I, I would have definitely taken a longer um, film because yeah. it was just so much to explore there, but. That's the thing about like science fiction films nowadays. It's like there's always there's always, I feel like they average like one a year, where it's just like criminally underrated, and people yeah. don't talk about it, or it's just like those little hidden gems. Like like Moon is like that. Moon is M- Moon is like so that. underrated. Yeah, it's so underrated, and like Annihilation is. It's like a it's like everyone's little baby. It's like everyone when you talk to when you talk to someone about Annihilation. Like, you say, hey, have you seen Annihilation? And, like, the look on their face. I don't know. It's happened to me, like, three or four times where at work. I'm like, hey, have you ever seen Annihilation? We're talking about, like, genres. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my gosh. And the look on their face is like, you discovered this art just like I did. Because there's, it's just, it's a, it's a special movie. Like, it's just. Yeah, that movie just, I don't know. There's something about that just, it's so yeah. connective. I, I That's like, why it's so hard for me to, like, ever break away from Natalie Portman not being my favorite actress. Because I think it's just. Every time, like, I think she disappears for a while, she pops back up with something yeah. as good as Annihilation. Yeah, and just just popped into my head, you mentioned Moon. Uh, I don't know who the partner would be, but Sam Rockwell would make a great face-off. Oh, he would. So, somebody and we know he's, he could he, play batshit insane he's like, like crazy. He's great. Sam, so, yeah, that's Sam very Rockwell true. Is a, give me Sam Rockwell and an Oscar Isaac, maybe. That mm-hmm. one, that, that, that'll... That'd be insane. I love it. I love, I love Sam Rockwell. Again, to me, he's a guy who'd never got as much success as he deserves because yeah. he is so good Very even true. Iron Man 2 which is not a great movie Iron Man 2 he's amazing his Justin Hammer he plays a good asshole yeah he's a Justin great Justin Hammer. Hammer he's fucking awesome yeah. to watch he's right now he's like in that trendy like I'm playing a racist type thing because he's a racist cop in three billboards What's he he's at? a racist he was like, like a former clan member in this movie that he did with Taraji P. Henson oh, okay. so he's playing like these racist figures lately so I'm like he's locked uh, in he's locked yeah, in he's locked in Isn't being it? racist it's easy money yeah. But yeah I can do the racist it's really easy yeah um. Yeah. Wow. That's 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 a good bunch of uh swaps there. Yeah. Of I just want to see. I would be 
Like, if that happens where they cast one of ours, I'm going to be like, oh. Oh, I did crap. it. And yeah. then we got to take credit for it. We'll get our 10% check in the mail. Exactly. So we're getting another job. But, yeah, that's a, that's a face-off reboot. Let's hope they cast good. Cast well. Cast well. Cast well. Because I, I, I would love to see another crazy action movie. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while Very since. Very true. I mean, Fast and Furious are crazy action films. So I, just, I want those one-offs. You're walking into it. You know, everything is new. It's, when everything ends, everything ends. There's yeah. no, uh, no, you know, monologue about being family at the end. Um, oh, poor Dom. But, yeah. Anything else you want to add to the Facebook reboot? Did you say Facebook? Face, <laughs> face uh, off, face off, face off, Facebook. No, just we'll see what happens. It's it's just interesting. It's interesting just to talk about it. And that's why I, once in a while, like, I always think about how would it be if I were ever to get into casting? Like, how how would that be? It feels like I've a heard really... I've heard there's lots of yelling in the room. Really? Yeah. It feels like very stressing, but also like when you nail a role, how, I wonder how satisfying that that is when like the person who cast Heath Ledger as Joker... The person who, like, yeah, I mean, those, like, you know, Robert Downey as Tony Stark. Like, those solid casting choices that you look look back years later and just like, holy shit, I nailed it in that one. Yeah, I mean, I I almost worked at a casting office and they told me it was very stressful. There's lots of yelling happening at some points, but that they love their job. So That's cool. I'm sure sure it's very satisfying. I'm also sure it's very stressful going through thousands of applications of dudes who look the same but slightly different. Yeah. yeah, all right. <laughs> We're looking more of a duh, duh, idiot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Simpsons. Part of Disney property now. Think, yeah. uh, think about that for a second. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, so let's move on to our uh, You Fucked Up segment here. That's right. Um, we're going to just talk about something that we think someone fucked up, not necessarily you or me, but a company, a movie, a film, something that we think fucked up. Um, do you want to go first? you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Okay, so... This happened a while back. Sorry again for being late when it comes to the podcast, oh, but the Emmy shit, Awards. The Louisiana Purchase. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Emmy Awards. Amy Adams was snubbed. snubbed for Sharp Objects. Okay. And then, even though the last season was meh, I didn't like where they went with it. A lot of people didn't like where they went with it. Amelia Clark never won anything for Game of Thrones. Okay. And that kind of disturbs me. Okay. Because I think while... The character itself, like when I went from loving the character to absolutely can't stand a character now, her performance is still spot on. Yeah, character development wise, you would get mad at her. Yeah. But at the same time, weren't there three or four Game of Thrones cast members in her category? Yeah, I think it was like Sophie and just a couple of other people. So my guess is fragmentation of the vote there. Yeah. That, that two people voted for different people and no one agreed to vote for her. And that happens. Yeah. So, and that's that. That's maybe that's the how Amy she Adams one is just ridiculous because it's like it's like every year it's like a yeah you know same same tune every year so she gets enough for this she gets enough for that she gets enough for this and I'm tired of it like I'm just oh. she she's she needs to have an award like, like she the, needs to be yeah she's like the Ellie Dodgers of uh, acting oh close but not too not close, <laughs> close enough but not cigar. the no Buffalo cigar. Bills the Buffalo Bills of for acting. all the '90s kids that know about football yeah the 0 and four and Super Bowls uh, Jim Kelly who had a Jim Kelly stuffed doll like oh I did my God. for some reason I don't know why good lord Jim Kelly stuffed doll <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was just those two those two snubs that really got to me, and I mean, yeah. Wow. They okay. Up. That's they a good one. Up. That's a that that's that's pure rage inside you. That's good. Hell yeah. Uh, my you fucked up. It's two. I'll go with the first one real fast. Uh, I'm not a fan of the fragmentation of streaming services. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. I don't like how there is Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus now, the CBS one. NBC's going to have one soon. Um, Peacock. HBO. Peacock. What an awful name. Uh, I don't like the, the fact that I might have to subscribe to 10 different things to watch 10 different shows when I could have seen them all with one cable package. Yeah. It's funny how years ago they were pitching you a la carte cable, and now it's kind of become a la carte, and now I don't want it a la carte. It's like I just wish it was all in one place. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, they, they see money in it, so that's why. So I, I think it's going to oversaturate the, the, the market, and people are going to sacrifice things for other things. I wonder which one's going to be... First to when, go? Yeah, first to fold. Oh, CBS. 100%. You think so, CBS? As far as I know, it's all genre stuff. And especially as I love genre stuff, sometimes yeah. I want to watch a comedy. I want to watch something else. So. I saw the trailer for Picard, and it looks very interesting. Yeah. I've never seen a minute of Star Trek in my life, but it looked very interesting. I think I've seen... I've only seen the new J.J. Abrams Star Trek, so I've not really... Yeah, that's the only one I've seen. So, I mean, it's cool. I mean, you know, is it for me? I don't know. But if it was on TV and I could... On demand, it probably watch it more than subscribing to this. Um, yeah. Disney Plus is hoarding tons of content. They're gonna have a bunch of content, um, so they're gonna do well. But Hulu, I go to Hulu for a few things. Netflix for a few things. And so I don't know. I'm not a fan of the fragmentation. I don't like it. You can get Peacock. Uh, probably not. There's nothing on NBC. Rec, see, I w- Saved by the Bell reboot. See, this is this is the shit that I just I, I would just go now and buy all those blu-rays and you know i love me my saved by the bell but yeah, when i heard can, about the reboot i'm like come on guys let let what if in the reboot they you find out that they made it bayside college a and bayside that, college and now they're the professors of the college oh that's so gross <laughs> well i don't know better than they Hawaii. did that with bayside the new class where like screech came back to bayside and basically like like a call it like a counselor over there or something like that and that was dreadful that's the last person i want counseling yeah like, right yeah right yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, I I I heard about that I'm like no like Mark Paul Gosler right now is doing a mixed dish which okay. I hope he does well because I've always liked him yeah and then he's, always, he's gone from serious to serious to serious AC Slater is doing extra yeah you know <laughs> let them let them be what was that what was that show that that baseball show on Fox that people were really pitch. mad that that got canceled pitch. yeah people were upset that pitch got yeah canceled. people like pitch I Did never you ever saw, see it no and I want to see it because I just I don't know. Uh, I never got to see it, but I heard it was good, and I, it got canceled. I mean, it's again, there have been other baseball shows that don't make it. I don't think baseball is a good genre for TV. What other baseball? What? There was one years ago with, I think, um, on CBS, I think, with someone someone famous, I forgot, and it was supposed to deal with, like, you know, PEDs, oh, things okay, like that, okay. and I think it aired maybe, like, four episodes. It got canceled. Uh but that's that's one of my pet peeves is fragmentation. My biggest one, the one that kind of is piggybacks on that, but is my big you fucked up of the, the episode, is Disney putting Fox movies in the vault. I don't know if you heard about that. I they're heard starting about that. to one. Uh, they're not going to let small theaters or theaters screen classic films. That's and terrible. They're kind of going to start locking down classic Fox movies, which Disney is notorious for with their catalog. They will lock down a movie. You can't see it anywhere. And then 10 years later, it's like, here's a special Blu-ray now. Buy it. And it's like, they'll keep doing that shit. Uh, I don't like it because that's a huge catalog. And if you start locking it down, it's going to suck. Yeah. You know, how long till, you know, Turner Classic Movies can't show old Fox shit or something. Or, yeah. So I'm not a fan of that. I don't like it. I think that's that's stupid. Uh you know, I think some of the first to go out, like Raising Arizona, um, other classic comedies from Fox, and it's it's a bummer because I you shouldn't 
start I remember working, to gatekeeping those movies. I remember when I was working in the city and they did the movies at the park. Yeah. And um, what movie was it? I think it was Finding Nemo or one of the cars. Either Cars 1 or Cars 2. It was one of those three films that they were they made the schedule. This is what we're gonna watch. They put they put in the, the city catalogs movie at the park like in August. And sure enough, like a month before Disney sent them a letter. Yeah. And basically like don't show this movie. Oh, and I'm they sure. had they had to change it last minute to a different. Yeah, movie. I'm sure Bob Iger was like, I didn't get my yeah. seven dollars ninety five cents. Really, dude, like it's gonna be two hundred people in a grassy area watching it on a projector yeah, screen. Where it's the audio not, is gonna be shit. Yeah, it's not gonna be, you know, they're not gonna, you know, make profit up the ass from no they're not no they're, they're, they, there's no profit no yeah you just show it's just up a with like a thing. blanket yeah and exactly watch it and you try to figure out what Lightning McQueen said yeah it's too damn fucking like all broken up but. like the coolest one I saw when I was working there where they did the they did the sandlot on the and they did it on the baseball diamond. Oh, that's cool. So they did it against like the where the catcher is. At, yeah, and yeah. They, they put the projector there. It's called the backstop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The catcher area. <laughs> the, <laughs> the garage. The garage. <laughs> the car hole. Oh, the catcher yeah, free throw. Area. The cat. The catcher zone. Yeah. There they put it there, and then they had like like hot dogs and hamburgers. But I thought it was really cool to have it on a baseball diamond watching the Sandlot. That's, that's super that was cool. super cool. Yeah, it's like a fun little memory. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, and that's my like movie. I don't know if it's a hot take. Baseball movies are light, are the best sports movies in terms of all the sports. Okay. And I think football's the worst. Okay. And people grill me for it. Because people are like, oh, what about Friday Night Lights? What about Any Given Sunday? Any Given Sunday is cheesy as hell. You know, just because Al Pacino starts yelling at everything like he does in every other movie doesn't make it a good <laughs> film. You know what I mean? With baseball, you have The Natural. You have uh-huh. Bull Durham. Yeah. You have, um, damn, I'm blinking out. The Natural, Bull Durham. The Moneyball. Moneyball is my favorite sports movie ever. Yeah. You know, you have uh, the, uh, damn. Sandlot, League of Their Own. Sandlot, League of Their Own. That's the one I was looking at. League of Their Own, Field of Dreams. Yeah. Like, now, I'll, I'll tell you. Movies. I'll tell you why. Uh, and this is another, uh, this, this is my... Uh, my PhD, um, what's what's it? Where do they use? Uh, not thesis, PhD. Not thesis, right? No, it's my uh, dissertation. D- d- dissertation. Damn, I'm stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thesis, right? No, no, thesis is like masters or bachelors yeah. too. Um, baseball movies reflect an American Western in terms of a showdown with clear individuals who you are facing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a one-on-one sport. A piece. Even though there's nine dudes on the field, it's a one-on-one sport. Uh, because you either the pitcher and the batter, uh, the ball and the catcher, you're, you're someone. It, it, it's all one to one. There's not, and when more than two people get involved, that's when plays fuck up because it's mm-hmm. all they're all one to one connections. So to me, a baseball movie is about like linear, straight, like confrontations with whatever is happening in the field or whatever. Football, it's literally like a dog pile. A bunch of shits happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very true. And it's all kind of affecting each other, but at the same time, it's not. Like, if some dude's chasing down a tight end and that guy never sees a ball, what was the point of that? Yeah. Right? But wherever the ball's going, that's what matters. So, if you watch a baseball game, if it goes to right field, the left fielder's like, fuck it, whatever. I'm just going to stand here. So, yeah. there's no movement there. Um, baseball, to me, is just very. In my mind, it's very American Western showdown type of thing. That's why you can put more drama into it. Okay. Football, it's really hard. Football, a lot of things happen that we don't see in the dog pile, in the tackle. It's hard to see the little moments that happen on yeah, a yeah. football field that you can on a baseball field. That's why I think baseball is more cinematic. 
Um, that's my TED talk. Okay. Uh, but no, I agree with you. Baseball movies are more fun. Uh, I mean, believe me, I've never seen the replacements with Keanu Reeves after I saw it one time. I never mm. want to see the replacements again with Keanu Reeves ever. It was not a good movie. But Moneyball is amazing. Doesn't that kid get shot in the movie? Who? Spoilers. Doesn't that kid get shot in the movie? Oh, doesn't he? Like the, the replacements? Yeah, yeah, I think he does. That we're going to the ship chant. I don't, I don't know if that originated Inside. from that movie. No, I'm talking. No, wait. I'm talking wait. about a baseball movie. No. Never mind. Wait. The Replacements is a football movie, right? Yeah, with Keanu Reeves. Okay, never mind. There's a baseball movie with Keanu Reeves. Oh, and that the, one's the, the more the, heartfelt no, that's, one. That's the, 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 like the Little League one. Yeah. The Little League okay, one. Okay, yeah, see, yeah. that's more what heartfelt. What was that movie called? I don't know, but I could get shot in that one. That makes me, I heard it. It's really sad. I saw, yeah, he's been in a lot of sports movies. Okay, wow. yeah, never mind. That's the baseball one. That's the one where, I don't know if that we're going to the ship originated from, because I don't, I swear to God, I don't know if anyone's ever said like that same before in sports, uh-huh. but like, that's where I, I heard it for the first time is in that movie. Yeah. We're going yeah. to the ship. I remember just cheering when the Niners made Hardball. Hardball. There we go. Hardball. Yeah, okay. Wait, someone someone famous is in that movie. Yeah, Connor Reeves. Who? Connor Reeves. Hey, shut up. <laughs> no, no, no. There's a, there's a cast member who's like famous, isn't there? Like another know. kid who went on to become like a big actor? Probably. Michael B. Jordan. Michael oh, crap. B. Jordan okay. Damn. How old is Hardball? 2001. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that's not <laughs> almost like eighteen. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. You just reference an eighteen-year-old movie. Hardball could buy cigarettes now. It's eighteen years old. Buy a lot Damn. of tickets and a lot go more. to jail. Yeah. Damn. Um, okay, that's yeah. pretty funny. So yeah, so that's that's somehow we ended up. We went from Fox movies being vaulted to a Hardball Canary. Uh, Reeves. Yeah, uh, but you know that was a. It is. It's. But you're absolutely right about the whole fragmenting thing. It's 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 exhausting. Yeah, it really is. And it's just, I feel bad for the film and TV enthusiasts who you know maybe don't have the means to support watching all their shows. Like who just sure. you know yeah. have to penny pinch living paycheck to paycheck. Imagine yeah. like wanting to see something, but oh, I can't because I have I don't have this streaming service. I can only afford that one. That that's what sucks. I think. Besides them, you know, keeping classics to themselves and putting stuff in the vault, that aspect of it too, where it's just like you're really hurting the people who need movies the most mm-hmm. because it's kind of like an escape for them from totally. like the dreary life that they're leading. And you know, I'm I'm including myself sometimes. You know, how stressful like financial situations can be. But like, I feel that I feel bad for. for you know those type of people that just are looking for that escape, and TV, movies, bring that to them, and now it's just yeah. like you're seriously taking that away from them because they have to pay for literally everything. No, yeah, it's insane. And, and there's a fun little tidbit that I discovered. I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I, I just discovered not not well not recently, but a while back that uh, libraries have streaming services. If you have a library card, if you log into one of their websites, you can download apps associated with them. And they have film and TV catalogs to stream. And I was the like, LA I one has the A twenty four one. Oh no shit! I think LA I Library LA or something has. Is this something called Canopy? I use Hoopla and something else. Okay, I heard. A, I, I'll I'll text Find you. Find out because yeah, I need. I, one, I need someone this at work told me they're like that's. I think it's the LA Library or one of the major libraries in LA. They have a, a streaming with A twenty four. If it's LA County, they shouldn't work for the whole if, county. 
I'm gonna start going to the library. I'm gonna start going to the library a lot more. Now. Yeah, no, I, there's a lot of film and TV that's streamed online for free on your iPad on your phone. Um, you just have to send it for the library card, and it's gnarly how I didn't know this so recently, and I was like, holy shit, there's new movies that I can watch or classic ones that are hard to yeah, find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the library, so libraries are like really valuable resources. Yeah, um, you can you can go and watch a classic film. You can go read an encyclopedia. Or you can go play Minecraft on a computer for an hour. Really uh, runs yeah. the gamut there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my you fucked up. It's um sad state to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's uh, move on to our another uh, segment here. We got going. Like what I've seen the I fucks with you. Oh, I fucks with you. I fucks Never with mind. you. Yeah. This is when we're gonna talk about things that we fucks with. So we fucks together. Um, <laughs> we fucks together. Uh, something you want to fucks with? It's funny because like I have it written down and we just mentioned it right now. Um, basically, just again, I mean, we've always talked about A24. Okay. And since we just mentioned it, I actually wrote it down like I want to talk about them because I just feel like they're so important nowadays given everything's a reboot, remake, sequel, prequel, all that stuff. And I saw a couple movies recently. I saw The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Okay. I ordered it on Redbox. And I watched it. Uh, I saw the trailer for Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler. That looks insanely fun. That's an A24 movie? It's an A24 movie. Oh, okay. And then I saw The Lighthouse. And um, I saw a trailer for A24 movie called Waves. It looks really, really emotional. It looks, okay. like, it looks like they're kind of there like Manchester by the Sea, it looks like. Okay. S- somewhat. But like, while not every movie hits with me when it comes to A24, like I mentioned, Swiss Army Man... I'm so glad they're still around because, like, there are other, like, I, from what I heard, I think Annapurna is basically close to being done. Really? Yeah. Oof. I think they're struggling. And so, like. They kind of dabbled a little bit in horror, right? Yeah. So I wonder if that didn't work out. Yeah. So, like, you know how everything's just becoming a huge, like, media conglomerate and, like, all those little artsy indie films are, like, trying to find the a home it's hard but like a24 like i saw the last black man in san francisco and it's such like a a sweet down-to-earth movie and then when i go on twitter and i see people like ryan johnson pumping up last black man in san francisco Uh talking about the score talking about a person's performance it's just like it makes me so happy to have a24 there and then still in it being recognized but still feeling small because i mean you have all these big time directors like you know saying how much they love a certain moment in a 24 film or a certain actor or a certain the way it's shot or something and it's just you have these big time directors talking about them and then you get these big actors in a 24 films but a 24 still feels so like small and intimate or it's just like every time i walk every time i watch an a 24 movie and at the end even though if, if i'm not a big fan of it i'm still like i'm glad i saw this and that's really weird like it's a weird descri- like to describe it. it's like you, it may not have hit you as like oh personal fave or like I really really liked it, but there's some movies I'm just like okay I liked it and love it, but I'm, I'm glad I saw it. Like Swiss Army Man, I'm not a big fan of Swiss Army Man, but I'm glad I saw it just okay. because okay. you know I just I think yeah. A24 is doing a lot of good things. So that's that's the main one, and then the other one is basically I just finished The Righteous Gemstones. Okay. On you, HBO. You, you and it up last time. Yeah, Danny McBride. I just want to say. I will fucks with him to the end of time. Like he wow. is great. Like I I loved Righteous Gemstones. I loved Eastbound and Down. Isn't he involved in, in what? Halloween? The Something 
Danny McBride? Halloween, the film? Yeah. I think he's doing something horror-ish. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I think. I'm, I'm I almost know. positive. I'll look it up right now. But yeah, I just want to give a shout out to him because, you know, when he's bounding down it, I didn't see Vice Principals. I heard... I saw a few episodes. I heard it's okay. I, I can see where it was but going. Gemstones but just... is fun. Gemstones is tons of fun because they have Goggins in there. They have John Goodman in there. They have Adam Devine in there. It's it's so much fun. It's such a okay. fun show. And it's it's way more heartfelt than I thought. Okay. Way more heartfelt than I thought. And I dig it a lot. So I just think Daniel McBride's like a another there's a bunch of comedic guys out there that are just doing things and he's one of them. And so I just wanna say I fucks with him. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Um Danny McBride, I, I love uh, he's underrated. I love Danny yeah, McBride. Is. Um Eight Twenty Four did this thing where it's probably the only studio that's become a brand where like people will buy an A24 pullover and they'll sell it out in like in seconds because yeah, people yeah, want I've it. Yeah, I've seen that. There's A24 socks. It's there's like A24 the, stuff. The Yeezys of like... Uh, yeah, they're basically like the streetwear hypey stuff of like the film world. It's Have you insane. seen those books that they're selling? The books look that amazing. That are pricey? Yeah. It's like 60 bucks. 60, but if I had money... They were, they were... The first run sold out. They're being flipped on eBay for like 200 bucks. Really? Now, the moment they said, we're going to print a second run, that price went down. We were like, oh, fuck it. Then I'll just wait. Yeah. But the fact that they're basically selling you scripts with like some little... Like, I think there's like concept art yeah. and stuff too. That's And they're doing it for like films like Moonlight, The Witch. Like, like it's like, I would love to own those I on want the Good Time one. I want a Good, good time? time one, yeah. I, I would love to own those. Like, I, they're so cool. Also, I would like to read The Witch, the screenplay. Me too. Just how uh, he handles it. Ooh, like that's yeah. I want to that in Moonlight. I want to read, uh, but I mean they sell socks, they sell T-shirts, and people buy them and they sell out. The eight twenty four pullover, which I've wanted, has been out of stock for like Damn. a year. It only goes in stock, sells out. That's where money Same. is. Socks. Since socks. That's sock money. money. Like Rob uh, Kardashian. Rob Kardashian. Yeah, you see him now. He's like a billionaire, right? No? Is he a billionaire? Uh, no, he's not. He's not a Bill Kylie, no. but yeah, he makes money. He makes tons of money off his sock brand. Yeah, um, but that's yeah. I saw the books for the first time a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "That's really cool. That's really expensive, but that's really cool. That's a really really yeah. cool." I and wish more studios did that. They might, but it's like the thing is like, do you want a book about I don't know, fucking abominable? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <Fuck> poor abominable. <laughs> what the fuck did that do to you? <laughs> Kind-hearted. I fucking hated the poster. <laughs> oh you my the poster? god. The poster's actually fuzzy. You can touch the poster. It's fuzzy. Oh, what the hell? It's like a fur. Yeah, I don't know what That's they're thinking. That's gross. Okay. Um, but no, A twenty four is a straight up brand. Like, like they they did it. Like, no one's walking around going like, I want a Paramount picture shirt. Um, they're fucking. They they did it. They did it right. So, I cannot wait to get my hands on an A twenty four pullover one day. That's cool. Um, my fucks with you is not as intense um, or long. It's actually just one thing. I don't know. I don't know if we talked about it last time. I want to say we didn't, but I not not one hundred percent sure. After going to Disney a few times, seeing a son of a bitch on my bookshelf there, uh, I'm really fucking with the Mandalorian. Like oh I my really God. want it to. I'm be so good. excited. I want it to be good so bad. I the Western I love. Um, we saw. I don't know. I'm sure we you know we saw on Twitter this week. There was a lot of reaction to the Mandalorian, the press yeah. conference. People were saying it's it looks fucking legit. I cannot wait for the Mandalorian. I love that the first two episodes are within like three days of each other. Yeah. Oh my god. They're just like they know they know we're gonna crave this. They know yeah. we're gonna want this. And, uh, and the fact that he used like miniatures and stuff, like he kind of did some old school stuff. Yeah. And like, just, like he's he like this is going uh, to be like a really huge point for Star Wars. I think in general, like if he pulls this off, like and the Mandalorian is a good show. 
I mean, we're going to get hopefully a bunch of other great shows. Yeah. But I would love nothing more than this thing to just take off to be its own little phenomenon. Uh, a Western. What's the name of this ship? The Razor Crest? Or something is, is it? Is it Razor Crest. Like Razor's that. Crest or Razor? Ra- Razor's Crest or oh something like that. That's I'm just like so excited for it. It. Um, basically, we know Pascal's under the helmet, right? Yeah. If he doesn't take it off the whole series, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Oh, no, I don't mind that I don't at care. All. If it's just his voice and the... The, the and, then, and then his like assistants like IG eleven. I think something like I that. think something like that. Uh, I'm so hundred percent in. I, I love it. Uh, I I cannot wait for it. Like the, I've seen the trailer so many times. It's I, I just so want to pause good. it and just look at the, the frames and I'm very excited. I cannot wait for this. I hope it's moody. I hope I, I hope hundred percent. I hope it's slow because I would love nothing more than a well, slow, slow burn. Build. Hell oh yeah! I God. love my slow burns. Oh, I love that shit. And, and it's like I just want it to be. Really good. I think John Favreau, you know, he's not considered a great director, but I mean, he's the dude you want in a tough spot. Yeah, he's your, he's your, he's he's your. You know what's pretty funny is that I would love to work with him, like on a movie set, like be uh, a producer for him and stuff like that. But at the same time, like watching the Chef Show on Netflix, like I would just love to like just, make a grilled cheese with that guy and just yeah. shoot, shoot the shit. It doesn't, even, it doesn't even have to be about movies. No. Just whatever. Like he looks like. Like such a down to earth person. And Seems just like super down to earth. Where he was a skinny insecure guy in swingers to where yeah. he's at now. It's just it's amazing. But Mandalorian looks so good. Yeah, I, I, I want nothing but good things to happen to Mandalorian. I'm very excited. Uh John Favreau, he's he's the workhorse of Disney and people he doesn't get enough credit. I yeah. Mean, Iron Man you know the what did what did he do? Jungle Book? He did Jungle Book, he did Lion King. Oh, he did Lion King. Okay, let's talk about Lion King later. Um but he He's uh, he doesn't get enough credit. He's he's a workhorse. He goes out there, gets it done. Sometimes varying results, but I mean that dude is a reliable yeah. guy. Yeah, I don't feel bad if he ever takes over any franchise or anything because I think he comes at it 100. percent Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm so super Mandalorian. I wonder camera. if they're. I mean, they haven't begun production on the other two Star Wars shows, like Cassian, one no, with K two S O. I haven't heard any. And then the Obi Wan one, of course, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I mean the Mandalorian looks great. I've always wanted something. That I'm still hoping, like in the future, like a like a noir Star yeah, Wars, I mean, not I'm, maybe a series or a film, like a noirish film, like set in like you know, it doesn't have to be like tattoo, like Mos Eisley, but yeah. that Mos Eisley yeah. type of sh- like sketchy, shady. You can even go go do, do Coruscant, do big city noir. Oh you know, yeah, yeah. You know, there's so many things. There was a a movie, uh, not a movie, a video game that's supposed to come out years ago, and it was supposed to be, I think it was like a like a. It was it was named after like a certain level at Coruscant, where it was like a certain part of the city uh-huh. that's just seedy as all hell. Oh my god! And I forgot what the name of the name of it. I'll look it up while we're still talking. But like I remember seeing screenshots, and it's basically this guy walking around like this seedy part of Coruscant, and I was like, "Yes, give me this shit," and ended up getting oh, shelled. Oh man, that would have been so. Crazy. But yeah, I just I've always wanted like a noir type of Star Wars film set in like some sketchy part of the galaxy. Oh, but this man. looks like so Can't much wait. fun. This looks. Can I wait? Yeah, I, 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 Star Wars. After this trilogy is done, after the Skywalker saga is done, just blow it up. Go everywhere. Go yeah. to different planets. Don't, 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 don't mingle. Don't have to be connected. Just do different stories. Do Star Wars noir. Do Star Wars romance. Do something. I'm down. It's. I, I'm hoping this this kicks that off. But yeah, that's that's my fucks with you. The Mandalorian trailer. That's cool. Uh, a year ago, I was like, dude, November 12th is so far away, and now I'm just like, oh my god, I can't get here. Yeah. So close. So close. So close to it. I, it's going to get slammed that day. Yeah. Oh, I hope they know that. But yeah. All crazy. right. Uh, 
Let's go on to uh, what we've seen. Okay. You know? So I've seen a couple of... I finished one, two shows. I just mentioned it earlier. Righteous Gemstones was great. I finished uh, Shameless Season 9, which was not bad, and it was okay. The movies that I have saw recently, though, I think we've talked about Joker. I enjoyed it. It was interesting. Um, people really, really love it, which is fine, but I just I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was interesting. I saw The Lighthouse, and I saw Ad Astra. Okay. Um, what's funny about Eggers' films, like The Witch and The Lighthouse, I always end up liking it. I don't end up loving it. Okay. And I'm trying to, like, I always think, like, why, when I watched The Lighthouse and I finished it, and I was just thinking, like, why don't I, this is the same thing with The Witch. I'm like, I like this movie, but I'm not, I don't love the movie, mm-hmm. but I like it a lot. Like, The Lighthouse is some dreary shit. Like, Willem Dafoe, like, I need subtitles to listen to Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah. And it's not even, like, you know, you, you usually need subtitles for Willem Dafoe, but when he has, like, his old ah. wit- captain with his thick beard and muddled accent, it's like, damn, dude, like, what the hell did you just say for those <laughs> last three minutes? But him and Robert Pattinson are really, really good. It's the whole it's movie so shot on uh, uh, the... Four by three resolution or believe, the, the frame? Is it all? I believe so. Fuck. It's just oh my god, and just the, his use of sound, like his whole the whole atmospheric thing. It's just it's just like this is blaring lighthouse horn that goes off on occasion, <laughs> and it's just like oh my god, it just oh it gets to me. And then he loves. I won't even say like what it is, but he loves using animals. Okay, he loves using animals, and they has the lighthouse has its own version of Black Phillip. Ooh, okay. And so it's really, it's it's really really cool. Like the whole atmosphere, and it's just dreary, and all the imagery that he like presents. It's so disturbing, and I liked it a lot, but I just didn't love it. Same thing with the witch. I like the witch a lot. Okay. There's a lot of things I like about. It. I just didn't love it. But yeah, I saw the lighthouse, Ad Astra. Um, like we mentioned, Ad Astra. I think it's going to be a sci-fi film that people are going to like say in the future man that was really underrated like i enjoyed it too and the same thing with ad astra like the whole movie's about being like disconnected from basically the world around you okay and at the same time that's how i felt with the movie like i loved like the world building that they have in it i love brad pitt in it but just at the end of it i was just like okay i like it I want more. I wanted more. Okay. And so I felt that, that little disconnect from it too. So I don't know. I mean, those are the two things that I saw, or three things that I saw with Lighthouse, Ad Astra, and Joker. But yeah, Ad Astra, like, I think Ad Astra is going to be one of those movies where people are going to be like, oh my God, it's so great. It's, it's amazing. And people okay. love the sci-fi one. And like, there's certain elements to it where like, there's one scene where it was like Mad Max on the moon, which Ooh. is pretty wow. fucking cool. Like, yeah. It's like the future, like, I'll just say one little snippet. The f- space travel is common in the future. Okay. It's like you taking a, a plane to Chicago tomorrow, you could take a plane to the moon. Okay. Like, or not a plane, a ship to the moon, a uh, space shuttle to the moon. It's like so common. And just the shit that goes down everywhere, like on the moon and like the colonies that are established, it's just, it's just crazy. It basically says, yeah, humans will fuck anything up because okay. they fuck up the moon too. So it's, it's really the world it builds. It's really, really cool. And I know it's not supposed to be more, it's not supposed to be about the world really, but more um, Brad Pitt and like a family thing and just his disconnect from his father. Like it's supposed to be more focused on that. But like the world that it builds is really, really interesting. And so, same thing with Ad Astra. I left liking it a lot. I just didn't love it. 
so that's kind of hard for me as a sci-fi fan because like i love moon i love arrival i love arrival a lot actually um what else yeah i just a light annihilation all right, all right but yeah i mean those are the ones that i saw and that's pretty much it cool cool all right so my uh what we've seen is um very similar to you very very similar to yours um high concept very very like thinking man's movie abominable and uh, that's going to be halloween wars on the food channel uh, no, I'm not joking. <laughs> I love Halloween Wars. Um, I haven't been watching a lot of stuff, but Halloween Wars is something I've been watching. It's a stupid show every year. But if you want to watch Cakes Get Made, it's a great, fun show because there's drama. There's definitely tension. And you want to see people fuck up sugar work, which is amazing. It's um, Say sugar work? Sugar work. They they pull sugar into different shapes and stuff. So like, it's really interesting. Uh, anyone who is has no interest in cooking or baking, watch Halloween Wars, and you'll get sucked in immediately. It's every year. It's only four or five episodes where teams basic, basically battle to win. Yeah. And it's it's fun. It's a fun little thing where they just do Halloween themes every every um every week, and they have a different like host. The first week was Elvira. I mean. Oh wow! wow. Okay. Yeah. But uh, Halloween cooking wars. shows though, like cooking or baking shows, they're fun. Like they're very fun. And like the f- what's funny is that the show on Netflix with John Favreau yeah. that makes me want to cook. Bourdain uh-huh. makes me want to eat. Interesting. And that's the thing. That's yeah, that's yeah. what I love yeah. about like the when I watch the chef show, he has like his the chefs that like you know that the the guy that the main guy that was a uh, advisor to him on his movie Chef. Uh-huh. He's always cooking with them. And they were at uh, Skywalker Ranch the other day. And so they were cooking with stuff from the garden in Skywalker uh-huh. Ranch, like all this natural stuff. And it's just like, wow. it's really weird because like when I watch Bourdain, I'm like, I just want to eat everything he eats and drink beer and get fucking hungover like he yeah. does. But with John Favreau's show, it's like, I, I want to learn how to make it. Not yeah. necessarily eat what he eats, but just I want to learn how to make that. Yeah, no, I 100% get you. I, uh, I've been reading Bourdain's first book and I've watched a lot of Bourdain. And I'm convinced that cooking is so fun. Cooking is to me, to me personally, it's the best form of alchemy that humans have made beyond science. Like I still think the fact that we know how to cook things, it's mesmerizing that we can put a bunch of shit together and make it even make it edible, make it amazing. It's insane. So I've enjoyed cooking a lot more since I started watching cooking shows. Uh-huh. It's, it's fun. Um, it really humbles you when you fuck up like a steak and you're like, but I eat one all the time and it's yeah. fine. How come I can't do it? It's like, cause there's a science to it. So when you start thinking of cooking as a science, it's just, it is so amazing. Um, but no, I a hundred percent get it. It makes you want to cook and Bourdain. Every time I, I watch Bourdain, I want to eat shit. Um, but Halloween Wars, I, I recommend give it, give it, give it a watch, but that's not the big one I want to talk about. I want to talk about HBO's Watchmen. That's, did you watch Watchmen? I haven't seen it yet. My, Holy shit. I have I have HBO on my iPad. Uh-huh. Um, my friend lets me use her account. God bless her. But um, my the Wi-Fi in my place has been down. So oh it's just like God. I haven't been able to see it. Holy shit. Um, when they announced Watchmen with, um, what's his name from Lost? Um, Damien Lindelof. Um, people were like, oh shit, no, we don't like Lost or we don't like... Um, the other one, but the other series he did, the leftovers, I think mm-hmm. it was called. Um, they 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 were kind of skeptical about him taking on the Watchmen. Then he said it's not, you know, an adaptation of the comic book. It takes place years later in the same universe. And so far, episode one, episode two comes out today. 
uh, episode one nails this universe to such a degree that I, if this series doesn't retain its quality beyond this season, I'll be really, really bummed out because it is such, it's off to a good start. I don't want to say it gave me Lost vibes, but in the same way that the first episode of Lost made you think, holy shit, what's happening? And I want to know more. It gave me the same vibe. Okay. I want to know more about this universe. I want to know why things are happening. Now, some of those questions can be answered if you read the comic. If you read the comic, you're already like, oh shit, that's related to this or that's part of this. So like, there's already like things that, um, that, that are part of the, the universe that, that you know of the comic. And it's so great how there's characters from the comic book already showing up um, in different roles. And you're like, oh, like that person fits that role. That person in the comic book, they never even, you know, sniff what, what they are in the show, but mm-hmm. they're so good. And it's got um, Jeremy Irons. And, you know, uh, from what we know of Lisa Simpson, Jeremy Irons as an anagram is Jeremy's iron. Jeremy's iron. <laughs> and he's like an iron in this, man. He's so good. He's he, It's amazing. And um, the parallels to where we are now with society, it, they're, they're obvious. There's definitely what seems to be like a kind of a pro-conservative, pro-religious, pro-right-wing faction in the show that is obviously inspired by, by, by Rorschach from the comics. It's, it makes you think like, yeah, that would happen. That, that would happen. Mm-hmm. A crazy dude like Rorschach would inspire these dudes to act the way they do. And it's, it, it's a world where the cops are more afraid of the people. And it's fascinating to see that turned around where like right now I would legitimately say people are afraid of cops because mm-hmm. sometimes you don't know where the cops coming from in this world the cops try to hide their identities and their family and their face and their name because they don't want to be tracked down by by some psychos yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's such a good show it's it's so it lives in its, it. it lives in its universe it has some fucking far right field things that happen but you're like Fuck it, roll with it. I, I, you know, in this world, shit has changed. It's not yeah. the same America, but it somehow still reflects the America we're in. And I love the comic. I, I'll even say it, I'm a fan of the Snyder version. The like, movie's badass. Dude. I love the Snyder version. I, 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 you know, we've talked plenty about Snyder we've and how we're not Snyder. big fans of like the most recent stuff. But Watchmen is awesome. That was my first exposure to the Watchmen. Was oh, the yeah. movie? I never read a comic in okay. my life when it comes to the Watchmen, and I was so fascinated by the movie. Yeah. I love like, like Manhattan's just fuck everything vibe. Like totally. it was just like I love that shit. Jeffrey Dean Morgan as comedian, yeah, spot on. Where you just like have like you, I was always so used to like comic book guys being like, you know, I'm gonna save the day, Mr. Morals, leadership, this and that. And this guy was just so done with yeah. humanity. Yeah. And it was just like I love, I love that, I love that movie. That movie so that's probably the most one of the most underrated comic book movies ever. I think you know I, I, this is another episode, but. The damned if you damned, damned if you don't uh, of Zack Snyder was that if he didn't if he wasn't faithful to the material he was gonna get shit if he was too faithful he got shit yeah so he was faithful and he did what people said he couldn't do and people criticized the performances they criticized the nuance and I'm like you know what though he fucking put on screen things that people didn't think he could put on screen yeah and I he doesn't get enough credit for that I I, I love it I I think Watchmen is an underrated comic book film. 
but the show lives in that universe. Not the exact one as a Snyder film, but it lives in the Watchmen universe. And it's it's good. I like it. I, I, I cannot wait to see more of of this show. It's it's I don't want to say it's gonna be HBO's new baby because that's Westworld. Yeah. But a few more good episodes in and it'll be just as sci fi and just as fucking intense as Westworld. And uh Westworld again, Westworld was a fucking you know, sci fi B movie of like the seventies. Yeah. And it's a huge thing now. So Watchmen already has a leg up on that, being that the source material is A plus. Yeah. But yeah, Watchmen. Um, that's been probably the the biggest one that I've had been watching. Um, besides that, um, still watching Terrace House. Have you seen Terrace House yet? Mm-mm. You gotta watch Terrace House. It's what's that on? Netflix. Okay. It's 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 the Japanese reality show where people just live their life and seeing people live their lives in front of cameras in Japan is far different than seeing them live their lives here in America. Okay. And it makes you realize how fucking annoying we are. Oh shit. Um, okay. give it a sh- give it a shot. It, it it's an interesting show that really lets you watch a culture from another perspective and really appreciate how not annoying like we are or how like how nice they are and how yeah. how their culture is different than ours. Um besides that uh I get sucked into little holes because my wife will start watching things. She takes more initiative to watch things. I can watch Futurama every day and be fine with it or Bob's mm-hmm. Burgers or Simpsons and not complain. She needs to move on and watch something else. So okay. she she does revisit things and she started watching Screen Queens. I don't know if I ever talked about Screen Queens in my I previous one. In the past. Very underrated. Very if you if you want something to watch this Halloween season right now, watch Screen Queens. It was only two seasons, very very short, I believe, but it is hilarious. Is it Emma is, Roberts? Yes, it is hilarious. It is so quirky and clever. And um, I'm, I'm blanking on her name, but um, uh, this, uh, Princess Leia's daughter. Billy Laura? Yes, there we go. Okay. Yeah, how did you know that, but not me? Uh, yeah, she's in it. It's hilarious. It's very, it does not take itself seriously at all, but it is so much fun. Very Halloween centric. I mean, it's it's the kind of thing where I, I can see that becoming a staple of Halloween viewing mm. every year for like a certain network or something, because it's fun. It's a fun show. It's really, really, really quirky and clever and fun and wacky. It does not take itself seriously at all. And um, uh, I finished Big Little Lies, and that was it was good. Did you watch the first season of Big Little Lies? Mm-mm. No. Is that the one with um, Nicole Kidman? Meryl Nicole Street? Kidman, Meryl Streep, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Um, Shailene Woodley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 good. It's really it's 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 a fun, nice <sighs> HBO man. It's it's a fun, nice adult drama that's has its funny moments. It's very serious. Uh, tackle some like heavy shit. It's not as good as the first season. Um, that's because the first the second season, from what I understand, is not based off anything. The first one is a book. The second one is just fucking let's roll with it. Okay. But I definitely do recommend watching watching that one. Finishing Big Little Eyes um, was fun. And the intro song will be stuck in your head for weeks. Really? It is such a good song. Like, like it just it's it's not an original song, but just a song alone. And you're like, holy shit, this is a fucking, okay. this, this is a fucking banger, this track. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's mostly what we've been, um, I've been watching. And, you know, so yeah. So that, that, that's, that's cool. Damn. But, that's a lot of good shit. But Watchmen, man. Watchmen. I'm telling you, Watchmen. Jump on Watchmen now because it's going to blow up. Okay. There's just no way it doesn't. Um, but yeah. That's our Effects What You segment.
Yeah, fucks with you. Anything else you want to add on to this one? Uh, that's pretty much it. All right. Wow. Well, that was a that was a nice chunk of information. Thank you for sticking with us here. You had to pause, go to the bathroom a little, a couple times. Um, Probably. Uh, hopefully that you weren't driving. Cause that's a long ass drive. Fuck. Uh, but yeah. So uh, where can people find us if they have if they want to reach out to us? Uh, yell Twitter at us? is podcast OTS. Email on the screens podcast at gmail dot com. I think that's pretty much pretty much it yeah, for right, now. Yeah. Um, if you want to find the podcast in different mediums, go to anchor.fm slash on the screens anchor like an anchor on a ship anchor dot fm like the radio slash on the screens and then you'll find us there uh spotify itunes google uh, a lot of different services to make it easier for you folks uh so yes yeah, so let us know what you guys think about our our rant today our talk all the things we talked about the time that i coughed into the microphone um it's gonna haunt me all night knowing yeah. that i coughed into the microphone uh but yeah anything else you want to add on That'd be it. I'm pretty much done. Sounds great. Sounds great. All right, then. So we'll be back soon. Might have some fun Halloween stuff for you guys. Um, But yeah, have a good night. See ya.